Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's distracting us from the election? Yeah, there we go. Welcome, America, to Behind the Bastards, the podcast about terrible people. Normally, this week is not going to be anybody's favorite week ever, no. probably. It might be. It's possible, but unlikely. Because of the election, which it is right now. So oh. we're we're going to try and ease a little bit of that stress and pain by reading another few chapters from Benathan Shapiro's terrible, terrible book, True Allegiance. Our favorite book. Our our Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cody and I's, what I would describe as, I don't know, I, I was going to make a joke, but then I realized I don't know enough about religion to make a good religion joke, so <laughs> I don't have good. a joke. Lo- it's go, just good. Go, it's a good I, book. Yeah, yeah, we go to it for wisdom. Like, when I wake up and I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do with my day or how to feel, I flip through it and it inspires me. If I am trying to sleep late at night, and I, I'm like stressed out. I read a few pages and yeah. I get relaxed. I get you yeah. know some ah, little yes. few nuggets. Star football players have no name. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah. and then then I feel at peace. I feel mm-hmm. at, at one. You yeah. know. Um. And uh. And then I I do it all again the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna be dropping this on election day, so you can listen to it while you're standing in line and or getting into gunfights with fascist paramilitaries, uh, whatever winds up being our reality. Yeah, whichever you want. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so that's that's good. That's great. We're all very happy. Cody, uh, we should also, the elephant in the room, Katie is not here. Her dog is sick, unfortunately, so our thoughts are with both her and her dog in equal measure yeah. as she uh, is at the dog hospital. Yes, heart goes out to um, Katie and Benny. We love you, Benny and Katie. The good Benny. The good Benny, yeah. As opposed to the author of this book, Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, ba- the bad Benny who wrote the good book, this book. The good book, yeah. <laughs> the, the book book. So yeah. when we last left off, we, we had that fun chapter with, uh, with Soledad and her militia who uh, she seemed to be, the plot seemed to be piloting rather than her. Because uh, <laughs> as a woman in Ben's book, she's not allowed to actually make decisions. Yeah, why would she? Yeah, why would she? Why would she? Do it's that? not a fa- it's not a fantasy novel, Robert. <laughs> Come on. So our next chapter, we're back in Detroit, Michigan, for Levi with Levon, or at least we'll be with him for a few paragraphs until Ben <laughs> randomly switches to another character. Oh uh, gosh, how many tenses do you think we'll get in this chapter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Levon couldn't believe what he was hearing. Reverend Jim Crawford sat there in the conference room of the MGM Grand. The room had already been scanned for bugs and been found clean. In his expense, wow, that is a sentence right now. Oh my God. Reverend Jim Crawford sat there, comma, in the conference room of the MGM Grand, and then there's an M dash. The room had already been scanned for bugs and been found clean. Second M dash, in his expensive suit, comma, explaining why he thought Levon should get his people off the street. One Uh, sentence. That's so many clauses. That's so. Oh my god. Yeah. Ben, use a fucking period. <laughs> or like you don't even like Oh, okay. It's okay to have sentences. It's You're okay a to writer have sentences. ostensibly. Sentences can be short. All you need, you know, you need the subject, you know, mm-hmm. you need a little verb maybe, like an object in there. <laughs> yeah. But like even that first one where you were saying he's like what was it? He's sitting there, comma, in the conference room. No, he was yeah. just sitting there in the conference room. Mm-hmm. Get rid yeah. of that comma. Yeah, but you're about to have a long M dash clause that is itself an like, entire <laughs> sentence. Oh, and here's the best part. After in his expensive suit, comma, explaining why he thought Levon should get his people off the street, the next sentence is just the word now. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, split the difference, Ben. Oh my god. Oh, so many extremes. What is it's oh. amazing? Like, you couldn't write worse if you tried. Uh, it's it's really something else. Like, presumably, an editor looked at this. I don't but think I have so, to, man. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't know. I think he's like Glenn Greenwald. He does not like to be edited. Yeah, if they like, I'm sure they offered to edit it, but Ben was like, no, you're censoring me. And no. then he quit. You don't edit like, poetry. I'll publish this myself because I'm an artist, <laughs> allegedly. Mm-hmm. Okay, Levon had seen Big Jim's press conference with the mayor the previous week, period. That's a sentence. Good. The mayor, oh, yeah. comma, still sporting a bandage over his gashed forehead, comma, had thanked Big Jim profusely for stopping the violence, comma, for cutting short the possibility of a riot. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. All right. A little, uh, wait, it's, a, it's a little uneven. That's like yeah. my one note. It's like sometimes you, you nail it in that you write a sentence, and other times it seems like maybe you need to add words. See, this is the other thing that I read uh, his book for. It it uh, gets out the toxins. You made me spit out coffee. <laughs> God damn it. It's that good. That was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> That'll be good for everybody on the app. Listening to this, in line to vote, or mm. getting into a gunfight with fascist paramilitaries. Again, either way, it could be both. You know? Could be both, yeah. Yeah, multitask. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a lot going on in 2020. So... Yeah, they talk about problems of inequality, problems of racial justice. They're talking to the mayor. They're doing a uh, uh, a conversation with the mayor about racial justice after this big riot. Mayor Burns nodded along, comma, knowing that he had no choice, dash. He could <laughs> use the photo up with the civil rights icon in his reelection campaign. Newsweek put Big Jim on its cover. The headline, The Peacemaker. The photo framed his head with a halo. In the piece, Big Jim in Detroit said that Detroit would have to pursue a complete makeover of its obviously racist police department. That meant community policing in the truest sense, drawing police officers from the community itself. That didn't mean hiring officers from the outside the way they'd hired Ricky O'Sullivan. It didn't even mean hiring black cops from outside the city and forcing them to live in the city to get to know the people they protected. It meant hiring longtime residents of the city, even people with backgrounds. America, said, said Big Jim. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> this is a horrible idea. Like, what Ben's actually saying here, like, he's trying to frame this as, like, this evil black terrorist has a plan to make all of the cops be gangsters by community policing. But what he's actually saying is community policing, like, having neighborhoods policed by people who live in those neighborhoods is a bad idea because blacks are criminals like that's what ben is actually saying oh my god people with just like the phrase people with backgrounds like Mm -hmm. say what you mean buddy what are their backgrounds but like uh, it's as you were reading that Mm -hmm. i was like surely surely this is uh actually going to be framed as though it's a bad thing and he did yes. not disappoint no 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 it absolutely did not uh <laughs> he wants like to force people from out of the city to like move there to police the area they yeah, were and all, what? all of the stuff like there's actually a lot of problems with community policing as it's generally introduced yeah, but but all of the stuff big jim who is again the devil basically to bed <laughs> is saying here 
is perfectly reasonable. You want to know why our community doesn't trust the police? They don't trust the police because to them, the police are strangers and the other way around. And it takes more than a few than living in the community a few months to earn trust. I'll tell you what, he told the Newsweek reporter. It takes more than even being a good policeman. It means having been through what these folks have been through. It means knowing that just because somebody got sent up to prison for some stupid drug crime that wouldn't have gotten a white boy six months in the can, that doesn't mean their life should be over. It means understanding that there's a legacy of racism. Again, what the, these people what? are engaged in a plot to overthrow the government. <laughs> like, it, is, I, it, is, it is so frustrating hearing this young man write this book. Like, he, yeah. Because it just, it makes it clear that he knows. Yeah. Like he he's knows. making, he's, he knows and he's making the argument like that is correct and good. So he know he knows he knows what the argument is, but whenever he talks about it, he pretends like he doesn't. I shouldn't have gotten mad at my favorite book. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> I take it back. It's okay. You only you only you know we only hurt the books we love, which you know mm. is why, for example, uh, every night I get into a fist fight with a copy of Slaughterhouse Five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's just what happens when you're, how, you're sad and you're drinking. Exactly. You, you assault the books that you love. I understand. You wake up and caress them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, the interview had caused an uproar. They'd even quoted Levon in it. Uh, Robert, I believe we left off at the M dash. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many M dashes in this fucking book, which I get it, right? Like we all use them, especially like when I'm and stuff that's not for publication. I'll throw them in a lot because it's a helpful way for me to like remember how I plan to read it. Like mm-hmm, my script, absolutely. Yeah. Like people ask like why I don't push them up. It's because like they're messy as hell. They're not like they're. I write them. They're essays, but they're right. they're written. In well, they're written of, with your cadence and like exactly. Yeah. And I would not publish them that way because they wouldn't read well if someone else were <laughs> right. reading them, right? right? Yeah. Ben, like, it, it is a thing that new writers do. It's fine, like, if you're using a lot of M dashes. But fine. your goal should be, you know, sentences. It's fine. Oh, like, mm. I, yeah. Also, he's not a new writer at this point. He's so, not a new writer. Like, he's been uh, doing it. It's the only thing he's ever done in his entire life for money. Yeah. Ex- ex- <laughs> like, yes, it's yes, the exactly. only thing he's ever yeah, done for money. Yeah. Like, like, it's literally his one job. It's the one, uh, and he's he's and he's killing it. He's nailing it. He's nailing it. Yeah. The interview had caused an uproar. They'd even quoted, quoted Levon in it, asking him what he thought of Big Jim's leadership. Levon told them that without Big Jim, the whole street would have gone up in flames. Big Jim, he told them, is standing up for us. So long as he does, and so long as we get justice, we can make this city whole again. Now, however, Levon regretted he'd ever laid eyes on Big Jim. He'd been foolish to have trusted the man. He'd figured he could always outplay him. Everybody thought Big Jim was past his prime, that he'd run his course. After a youth of rabble-rousing and race-baiting, he'd entered the mainstream, yada, yada, yada. He'd appeared in <laughs> liquor stores, blah, 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 blah. He's just making the same race point. Race-baiting, race-baiting, okay. race-baiting, race-baiting, race-baiting. So he, 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 he's, yeah. Big Jim's talking to him about how they've done a lot of good, and they're, okay, uh, that they they they've achieved some things, and Levon's gonna get what he wants, and uh, he, he should uh, he should be satisfied with what they've gotten so far, and and play the cards they've got. Yeah, okay. 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 So that's what okay. Big Jim's saying. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. This is his next paragraph in Afghanistan, or like? No, or, no, no. Uh, it was already packed when he pulled up, and the shop set a. Sl- he, so he leaves the meeting with Big Jim angry because Big Jim is happy with the uh, the gains they've made. Mm-hmm. It was already packed when he pulled up, and the shop set a slightly overweight black woman. Regina Malone clutched a handkerchief to her face. Her heavy makeup was streaked with tears. She looked like she hadn't stopped crying since she found out about her son Kendrick. And the truth was, she hadn't. Kendrick had been her youngest boy, a good boy. She told the media, shot to death because of police racism. The president had called her, offered his condolences, and told her he'd stop at nothing to get to the bottom of the case. That's what a president would say. Uh-huh, I'm going to get uh-huh. to the bottom of the case. It's the, the president. The case. Yeah. yeah. I also like that his left wing rag and this is Newsweek, the magazine that Andy No writes columns for, but also uh, Ben yeah. writes for it. Ben's yeah. written for Newsweek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Wayne County prosecutor hadn't been as forthcoming. She'd been elected for a fluke. The entire government in Wayne County sprang from the Democratic Party, but Kim Donahue had lucked into her job. Ah, so she'd, it is a fluke that a, a competent conservative uh, had become the prosecutor here. Of course. Um, yeah, she'd been appointed with no opposition, yada, yada, yada. Um, so he's just describing this person who is his his ideal human being um, <laughs> because she's going to not going to prosecute cops for shooting a black boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. okay, that's good. Talking about how great this, this prosecutor is. Okay, 
Regina Malone, standing next to Big Jim, had called a press conference in which he asked Donahue to recuse herself, given her ties to the police department. Donahue had refused, stating that she would ensure justice was served, and implied that if anyone implied her skin color meant that she couldn't be objective, they were racist. The line made national headlines turning and turned Kim Donahue into one of the most polarizing political figures in America. Levon got out of his car. Wait, Regina Mal- what? Who yeah. mentioned the skin color? I thought it was because of her relationship with the police. Yeah, I, I know. I Yeah. That, that no no one did. It doesn't seem like okay. Just making all right. She she's doing the thing that Ben says you shouldn't do. Okay. But he she's likes cops, so Ben's fine with it. All right. Because uh, yeah, it it does sound like she's the one who brought race into it. Uh, then on the television stood Kim Donahue. The cheer. So we we go through a little bit of this, like Levon's talking with the mother of this dead boy, and then the news announces that the DA is not going to charge the police officer who shot the kid, as as happens repeatedly. Um, yeah. So that's that's cool. She says okay. that she's not doing the agenda of the mob. The evidence doesn't support manslaughter. <laughs> doesn't support murder. Levon gets angry at this, as you as you might. As well, one one might one might get angry at that. Yeah, uh, the mayor asks everybody to remain calm. So I think we're gonna have, yeah. Uh, and Big Jim tells people not to riot. So I think that's 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 what we're gonna have here. <laughs> God, oh, very very subtle foreshadowing, Ben. Yeah, and also the. Officers getting released from prison the day that they choose not to do charges, which is not how it works. They like charge them and then they they generally get out on on bail, which bail, is like what's yeah. happened every time one of these guys has shot somebody and actually been charged. But whatever. Okay. Administrative so, leave. Paid administrative yeah. leave. Uh so Levon is surrounded by cameras and like media after this announcement that they're not charging the cop comes in and uh he realizes that uh he's standing next to the mother of the kid who's just been killed and he has a great opportunity to be a rabble rouser so the camera zoomed in on levon he forced himself to cry comma just a tear semicolon he looked up at the throat at the browning tiles of the ceiling he's doing obama he's doing obama he's doing obama the sandy hook cry oh yeah it's a it's obama cry he cried the one tear the same oh yeah yeah, and, and yeah. Fuck, the right hates that he cried that one tear. Yeah, he's they literally do doing that. that. He's, oh, he's doing I think that. you're probably right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Definitely. Then he exhaled slowly and looked directly into the camera. Enough dead children. It stops today. Oh my god. He's do- yeah. Oh my god. He did it. Yeah. He did it. Oh my god. Ben. ben. He's so bad. Oh my god. Every now and then we'll get to like a chunk like we just went through where it's kind of dull, and then you get Ben <laughs> Shapiro like making the terrorist leader do the exact same thing Obama did uh, when he was sad that 20 something children got shot to death shot with an to assault rifle at school. Oh my God. Oh, Ben, uh, so good slash bad at this. It's a, it's amazing. Like one of the things that's frustrating is like, I don't like Obama or Biden, but they keep getting attacked by the right for things that like, aren't bad. Like, I don't think Obama was faking his tears at 20 something children getting shot to death. No. Cause he's a, person right being it makes you sad it's like, <laughs> like it's so it's it i mean it's a lot of that stuff just speaks to like their worldview and who they are right like they don't cry or like feel those yeah. things yeah ben didn't so, give a shit about those kids so why would not. obama <laughs> yeah exactly like oh he's he, surely he has to be faking it because nobody would ever cry at this yeah it can't be that like no he can both like have a callous disregard for the lives of people in yemen and also like see a bunch of small children shot to pieces with a rifle and be fucked up by it because he's a dad like yeah like those, <laughs> yeah. those really don't conflict with each other um no. as much as uh maybe they should but like yeah oh god and it's, it's the same thing with like the uh the paid protester stuff yeah you think it's that because you would need to get paid to protest something yeah in order to care about people getting harmed who aren't you you would need money because you're a bad person <laughs> unbelievable yeah. i cannot believe he just did that I can't yeah. believe it. I mean, I, oh, I can't. Okay. <laughs> okay. And yeah, he's, he's okay. So he just says that to the news and then he silently leads a crowd that I guess is formed at this point away from the barbershop uh, towards the criminal justice center. So he's, he's marching <sighs> with a big protest that I'm sure is going to burn the city down. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that's going to happen next. Yep. So now we're back to Brett Hawthorne. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Finally. There we go. Oh, oh yeah. Precious, oh, precious yeah. Brett. Fucking mm. precious yeah, sweet get, Brett. Get that bear of a man in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Brett surveyed the damage from the top of a nearby parking lot. It stretched before him like a diorama. 
unreal and miniature, too dramatic for life. Since the attacks, all commercial air travel had been shut down, thanks to warnings from the Department of Homeland Security. The terror chatter had actually elevated after the attack. DHS thought the airlines could be targeted again, given the focus on the destruction of the bridge. Brett's homecoming hadn't been much of one. By the time he landed, his rescue, if you could call it that, had been blown off the front pages by the terror attack. His flight back to Texas had been canceled, and he'd been stashed at a local hotel with, oh my god, the sentence. His flight back to Texas had been canceled, comma, and he'd been stashed at a local hotel, comma, with guards on him at nearly all times, M-dash. The president was obviously worried he'd talk to the media without handlers nearby, period. Those first few commas did not need to be there. You could just have written a couple of sentences there, buddy. It's okay to use a period bit. (laughs) Like... It's okay Everyone to use a does. period, and it's also okay to just, like, not use commas and just, like, keep writing. I like, kind of want, yeah, yeah. You're in the middle of a sentence, just keep going. You're almost done with the sentence. <laughs> I kind of want to get, you know, they have those books. I, I assume they have these books for little girls about, like, their first periods. Mm-hmm. I want to, like, Photoshop <laughs> one of those to be for Ben and about, <laughs> like, using periods and period. sentences. <laughs> it's actually okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's Everyone okay, uses periods. Everyone does it. It's totally natural. <laughs> Uh, very uh, funny. <laughs> well, you know, he's not, he's pretty afraid of P words. So. Yeah, he is. Ellen had hinted via phone that some big move was imminent in Texas from the governor, but he hadn't had time to focus on that. He'd been more focused on helping out Bill Collier. Collier's wife, Jennifer, had been on the bridge. They still hadn't dredged up her body. The day after his arrival, Bill had met Brett at his hotel. He dismissed his security for a few minutes. Brett could see that his friend had aged a century in a day. His face looked craggy, his eyes sunken. Bill had been married to Jennifer for a long time. He'd also lost his daughter in the attack. An eight-year-old he'd called his little trooper. We don't we don't get her name? <laughs> <laughs> why no. why it, it why would he give her a name? I I, I do love that that's like this, this guy losing his eight-year-old daughter is an afterthought. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, my yeah. little, his, uh, little his, trooper. His young <laughs> child also died. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, By the way. Very fun. God. By the way, his small daughter's dead, too. Um, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. They, they talk about this man who has lost his wife and young child talks with Brett about the fact that he's afraid the president's going to use the terrorist attack to call for a massive spending package on infrastructure and urge further cuts to the military. <laughs> yeah. His fucking worst nightmare is an infrastructure bill. Yeah. What the hell? His, oh. they, he's, he doesn't know where his, his eight-year-old's corpse is, but he's concerned about an infrastructure bill. <laughs> Good what? Uh, Like a human would, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all that I have on my mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know that, what that I have on my mind, Cody and Robert? Products and services? Perhaps. It is the only thing that can balm the loss of an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. So if you're wife and daughter have died in a terrorist attack on a bridge, please console yourself with these products and services. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. 
Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have back our return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're here. Sing- a single tier mm-hmm. for the products here, and services. And we're shedding a tear for products and services. So... This general guy uh, is ordered Brett orders Brett Tanier. Okay, so like we're doing the thing, you know. Ben started us in media rest, and then he's going back in time to explain how Brett arrived <laughs> in it. New York City. Oh yeah. yeah, four okay. weeks earlier, whatever. Oh god, I love it. Yeah, and they're it's amazing that like they're having this this conversation about sending Brett somewhere to thwart the president's plans for an infrastructure bill <laughs> while it's this someone... this man is grieving. <laughs> yeah. Of like all, uh, of all the reasons, God, just and ig- ignoring like I love, yeah. In the middle of the action, we're gonna like it's starting. But like earlier, let's see like how we got here. Let's do yeah. all the boring stuff real yeah. quick. Instead of instead of summing up the boring stuff in a sentence, you know, Bill had you know through a haze of tears ordered you know uh, uh, Brett to to New York in order to do this and this. Like, bam, you got it in a sentence. Let's get continue the action. We're going back. And rather than, you know, trying to establish any emotional pathos by by lingering on the fact that this man has lost his wife and child, he's just talking at, like normal about how <laughs> they need Brett here and how bad it is that the president to wants to build up infrastructure. infrastructure yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Fuck your daughter. We got to stop the roads. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah. So Brett says the president won't like that. And mm. Bill says, tough. My patience for bullshit goes out the window after I watch them search on television for my daughter's body, said the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I'll make whatever excuses I have to make. I want to know who's responsible for this. And right now, you're my best lead. You're the only person. Yeah, so that Ben really understands how humans deal with grief. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't. You could have just stopped that Ben doesn't really understand how humans 
You could have just stopped uh, the humans. Mm, yeah, mm. He, he does also understands tense because you would not say, like, where I saying to you, Cody, that my patience for bullshit goes out the window after I watch them search on television for my daughter's body. That's not what I would say. I would say no. my patience for bullshit went out the, went window, out the window when I watched them search on television for my daughter's body. Or like, my patience goes out the window when I see them doing X or Y. Yes, yes. Every way, basically, but the way Ben <laughs> yep. wrote it, it would be grammatically yeah. appropriate. Yeah, okay, Excellent. so... Yeah. A plus. I'll need your word that you'll stay away from the media. That's the only thing Prescott cares about. Amazing. Like, that... What You care about infrastructure and your daughter's Cle- body's like, yeah, not clearly, even found, guy. Like, like, come on, dude. Okay, um... Brett nodded. I'm sorry about your family, Bill. <laughs> Call your grimmest. Yeah, me too, he said. Me too. Now go get the pieces of shit who did this so I can bomb them back into the 6th century. Which... God. He's just like writing Independence Day, yeah. but like bad and worse. Yes. The thing that a man would say after being comforted by a friend for the loss of his wife and daughter, like, I'm sorry about your family. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. 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 Say, hey, you know what? Same. Yeah. Same. Same's bruh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're talking about a car that got totaled, right? Like, that's what's like, oh, hey, man, I'm sorry about your car. I know you really like that car. It's like, yeah, me too. You yeah, know, me too. It's a bummer. bummer. It's a bummer, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your wife and daughter, dude. Uh, yeah, like little... I said, it's a bummer. It, yeah, it's lame as hell, bro. I thought I made that very clear how bummed I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, now looking at the damage, Brett punished himself for not having been able to warn intelligence sooner. If only he'd used Morse t- code to tell them something was coming from a chamois. If only he'd blinked the name Mohammed. Yes, if only he'd blinked the most common name in the world. <laughs> that would have really keyed him in. If only I let him know John did it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for the info, Ben. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. In his name, <sighs> in his heart, he knew it wouldn't have helped. Yes, I agree. America had blinded itself in the name of peace. Okay, oh, okay. And Brett knew that hope wouldn't buy peace anyway. He turned his back on the Hudson, where the sunken bridge still lay slumbering under <laughs> yeah. acres of water, the calm Ooh. of the surface masking the graves of thousands of Americans. The American public had called the Iraq War too bloody, comma, the Afghanistan War too costly, semicolon. Combined, America had <laughs> lost fewer than 7,000 people, period. Now, Comma, on one day, they'd lost far more than that. It's funny because Ben is trying to justify the war on terror, and the only way he could do it is by inventing a fake terrorist. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so beautiful. It's all- See, in my book, they killed more people than we lost in the wars like, that we lost. <laughs> it's like it's like Slippery Slope, the novel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's so good. Oh, I love it. But I what if? It. What if? Mm-hmm. But yeah. what if? And then I'm right. Okay, mm-hmm. good point. Yeah. I guess I guess then you're right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. Yes, Ben. Well, no, you still wouldn't have been right because again, this terrorist attack was launched by Iran. One of the yeah, like I... okay. Which none of like the actual interplay with the terrorists makes a whole lot of sense in this either. But but still, Ben. Right. I mean, wrong. And then you're just oh wait, no, no, it was one of Iraq's weapons of mass destruction. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. right. That, yeah, yeah. Because they they were That's real. That's how Ben. Right. Yeah. 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 Actually, that's was, why the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iraq is justified because in this book they were right. It wasn't they a lie right. in the book, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Saddam's revenge, unbelievable. <laughs> Which is normally a term for diarrhea. Um, <laughs> it yeah, I mean it was yeah. So the airport felt like a mausoleum. He gets sent to the airport. By the way, uh, <laughs> completely empty, completely deserted. The plane set at their terminals like sleeping grasshoppers. What? That's a weird one. That's. <laughs> Maybe take another pass why, on that. Why, what are you? Why are you comparing plates to grasshoppers? Sleeping I mean, grass I guess off. they have wings, but so do things that I, look more like plates. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> okay, Ben. I mean, pick, like it's in the name. They like they a, hop. Pick a in bug the gra- <laughs> yeah. flies. Uh, Dragonflies. Okay, so. I don't know. You also like just like don't do the metaphors. Just don't do it. Or I guess that was a simile. But like, come on, man. <laughs> So Ben is with Port Authority and security in the closed down airport looking to see like all the people who have entered the country on all of the flight manifests to see if this terrorist had come into the country. Uh, he tells one of the officials, I want access to the customs files. If you don't mind me asking, sir, murmured the official, is there somebody we're looking for particularly? 
Brett said, yes, an Arabic-looking young man. Uh, <laughs> e, ooh, ah. Uh. Which is clearly like he's trying to justify racial profiling, but also like the least useful. Yes, that will narrow it down to thousands. <laughs> yeah. That's, and like, that's, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why. Yes, exactly. That's why it's that's bad. why yes. it's bad. But, uh it's there's so too many there's too many layers a, of this. a slightly better hack writer would have had him like accurately describe the man and then had like some histrionic you know uh official be like that's racial profiling and being it's not racial profiling just to point out that he is you know that he's an arab man and he has these features and like that's again would still be a bad book but that would be like a competent yeah, shitty writer a, yeah a, a better smarter person <laughs> Yeah, a better right-wing grifter author exactly. would have done it that way. But Ben is, again, a complete it's failure of a man. And just incapable, incapable yeah, of anything. It's, it's, it rules, honestly. It's amazing. Um, it's yeah. the best thing about him. Yeah. Yeah, the official complains that that's racial profiling, which it is, because the only detail Brett gave is that he's Arabic-looking. Arabic looking! Arabic yeah. looking! That's, oh my god. All right. Oh god. Losing yeah, my mind. You're not doing the profiling. I am. Well, now I'm a party to it. Brett stared into his face. I don't care. Just <laughs> do it. Sir, it's against regulations, though. Look, Brett burst out, losing his patience. I don't give a rat's ass at this point whether it's racial profiling or not. Maybe you're right. Maybe Mohammed is a light-skinned Norwegian woman or a Cherokee elder. Maybe he's there a Persian or Arabic yeah, or maybe he's a... Per- per- mm. Oh, I or, feel like I'm listening to him talk right now. That's I know, the good it's shit. good. It's good. Or maybe he's a Persian or Arabic-looking son of a bitch who hangs out with other Persian or Arabic-looking sons of bitches who look like Ibrahim Ashami, which is... You know, Ben, uh, they're different <laughs> ethnic groups, Persians uh, and Arabs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for this. Yeah, it's like being like, yeah, he's a Mexican or an African person, or, you know, right, like, like like that, like it's that level of racist. Like it's it, he's a person from one of two massive land masses, you know. <laughs> like, again, like, making the case for why racial profiling is bad. <laughs> like he's doing all of the work for us. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah, I mean it. It is. It is like it. It's that racist. It's as racist as being like. He's an African-looking person. It's like, well, but that's a giant landmass that includes a wide variety of different ethnic groups. It's like, yeah, no, he's Persian or Arabic. Thank you, Ben. That narrows it down. You got it. You got it. You definitely you, understood what we said. Yeah. yeah. And responded accordingly. <sighs> yeah. It's great because this is supposed to be like how him explaining like how racial profiling is really necessary to stop terrorism. But all it actually is is like showing that all Ben wants is racial profiling. He's not saying... Like this isn't it's usually pointed as like, well, look, you know, if if the, if we get a, a solid tip that like a terrorist is a man of, you know, Afghan descent, you know, we can't you're saying we can't like look for people who are of Afghan descent who are in the area. And like, that's wrong. And like that's, again, is a wrong line of argument. But there's m- at least more. It's at least more of an argument than Ben, who is saying, like, let's profile all of the Persian or Arabic looking sons of bitches. Right. Like he's not yeah. he's not actually saying anything. There's no. no argument here. He's just saying, I want it. So yeah. I'm going to have my character yell about it and yeah. be proven right by the circumstances Jesus. that I write in the book. And also, Ben, again, the lack of research here, one of the things that Brett notes is that there would be hundreds, maybe thousands of possible leads. Men who had flown from the Middle East through some point in the days, there would be ten. The Middle East is large, Ben. There's so many people who come to the U.S. and leave the U.S. toward, like, heading there. It's every it's day, big. all the time. It's very big. So many places. <laughs> like, is the Middle East a country to him? Is that like what he like? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think the Middle East to him is like Idaho. Like, like yeah. yeah, it's a single place as opposed to a massive. Again, it's like somebody saying he looks African. It's like, well, okay, does he look like he's from Morocco or look like like like? There's all all wide yeah. variety of countries and ethnic. There's thousands of ethnic groups. Like it's a massive area. It's no, he looks African. Very, like yeah, very big continent. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, of which you know the yeah. It's 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 great. It's, <laughs> it's it's very, very it's, racist. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, everything in this book is so good. And okay, here's the best part. Uh, he realizes that there's too many names to search through. Point making the point that everything he's done at this 
so far is is useless. So he mm-hmm. calls a contact of his named Hassan Abdul to find a cafe to go meet a contact who presumably is going to know about uh, this guy, which is kind of been maybe making the point uh, that that racial profiling doesn't work. It because didn't work, you, right, because he needed to go contact this other person. Because there would be too many people. Have just done so, that. Yeah. Instead, you reached out to an individual who had pertinent information, maybe, about an individual who you were looking for, as opposed to, again, looking for Persian or Arabic sons of bitches. So the whole point of that section was just for him to be racist. <laughs> right, and then not realize that he's making the case against it. Yeah. Well, yeah. he did it. You did. You got to do the racism scene. I yep. guess. One, I mean, one of the many <laughs> scenes in <laughs> the this whole book, book is like, a racism yeah. scene. Um, yeah. So he sits down from this guy. Oh, I guess that's his friend from high school. Um, his 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 black friend who I think converted to Islam, the one who taught him how to be funny to the bully with no name. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the jerseyless football player. Yeah. Uh, just call just call your friend first. Instead yeah. of saying, look for an Arab-looking guy. Oh, cool. So Ben's friend, the one positive Muslim person that we've met so far, uh, was was buddies with Anwar Al-Awlaki, uh, Al- uh, who is like one of the, uh, who's like a, a fucking very hardcore Islamic preacher um, who uh, uh, is seen as having an influence on, you know, terrorists mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and then he he's 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 now helping brett out because on september 11th he'd seen the uh yeah okay cool so 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 ben's ben's one uh uh positive muslim like character was also friends with a uh still, with a, with, a yeah. with an extremist yeah still ter- still yeah. terrorist still terrorist, still terrorist adjacent yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After September 11th, Hassan spoke to Brett, and Brett set up a covert meeting with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Hassan Abdul became a mole. His jobs changed over the years, as did his location. His responsibility under the Bush administration had been to provide leads on possible terror suspects attending mosques in prominent urban areas. For the past few years, he'd been stationed in New York City. At the mosque, he posed as a borderline radical. He spoke regularly about the injustices of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. But during... Okay, so yeah, he's, 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 been, a con- he's been working with the FBI, yada, yada, yada. Um, because he found out that all Muslims are terrorists. Yeah. And then we point Ben points out that under the election of Mark Prescott, who is white Obama, the FBI no longer monitored mosques, um, <laughs> and that that is clearly a bad thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Wait, wait. I forget what years was this written. Twenty sixteen is when it was published. So I guess he probably wrote it 2015. 20, 2014, Or yeah. during a weekend in twenty sixteen, right. given the care he gave to editing this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he gives the information about this terrorist he's looking to to his contact. Guy says it's not a lot to go on. How do you know he's coming to New York uh, as opposed to some other city? How do you know he wasn't involved in the original attack? Has the government even locked down the bastards who planted the bombs? I don't know, Hassan. All I know is there's something more to this, and I know that he is religious. The way Ashami spoke to him, if he's here, (laughs) the only way to find him will be through the mosques. Uh, That's good. Uh, They talk some more. He's got to convince his friend who's angry because the FBI isn't profiling Muslims anymore. This is getting somehow somehow darker. Yeah, it is. I'm going to read the last bit of this because it's very strange writing. You don't want, need to convince me, white boy. I just need to know why I'm doing this, and it isn't for your president. Believe me, nodded Brett. Neither am I. Hassan nodded. I'll be, a lot of nodding here. I'll yeah. be in touch when I've got something for you. He turned toward the door, then turned back. <laughs> There's good and bad in everyone, he crooned, a smile suddenly creasing his lips. We learn to live. We learn to give. Brett laughed. Each other what we need to survive. Together alive. I think they're singing a song here? I guess, yeah. It's rhymey. Yep, okay. I'm guessing that's a song. Yeah, like a thing that they did together. Like it's an, in, it's like a, a, a friend thing that they do. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine, I guess. Like, like, like their, like their little, yeah, spoken handshake, I guess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know, Sophie, you yes. know who won't surveil Muslims pointlessly, uh, and, because of racism, that's not shit. Mm. These products. Mm. 
The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yep. All right. You know, I do. You know, you know, Cody. All right. We're back to uh, New York City. I mean, that could that could have just been like you reading the book. Yeah. You know, comma, you know, dash, you know. So uh, New York City, President Prescott, iconic moments. These were the moments that Mark Prescott had always wanted. FDR standing before Congress, declaring war on Japan. John F. Kennedy in Berlin. Reagan at the Berlin Wall. 
George W. Bush in the wreckage of the World Trade Center. And now, Prescott, standing on the precipice of the Hudson... Oh my God, what a sentence. And now, <laughs> comma, Prescott, comma, standing on the precipice <laughs> of the Hudson River, comma, with the Coast Guard still dredging the waters, comma, with the wreckage of one of America's greatest public works projects mangled behind him, period. Ooh, we God. got there. We got through it. Oh <laughs> my goodness. damn it. What a ride. Wow, Ben. What a sentence. You didn't uh, need, there are a lot of... Oh, you could have... Yeah. Just generally, just generally, like, if you, like, go, just go through... I know, Ben, you're listening um, because you're a huge fan um, and you appreciate feedback. Just go through and remove half the commas and your sentences yeah. will be better. Um, I also find it very, very funny that uh, Ben seems really, really hyper-focused on this idea of Obama only wanting these, like, moments, these publicity moments. He's like, I want to look like FDR. I want to look yeah. like this. Um, and has, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if you know anything about the current president, Robert. Uh, I don't, uh, who, do we, we have a president? We do. We do. Um, he, uh, one could argue, um, is like the worst, uh, um, at this exact thing, the most obvious about this exact thing that Ben cannot get out of his mind about president Barack Obama. Bar- sorry. I'm sorry. President Barack Hussein Obama. Barry Sotero. Uh, do you remember that? Do you remember when that was the thing on the right? Wait, no. Oh boy. Oh man. Yeah, it was it used to be a like yeah, they were convinced that 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 was his should be his real name for reasons that uh I don't know. I don't even remember. What? I used to know why. Like yeah, they no. used to Yeah, it stopped once it everything got so much like worse once Trump became president, but like that used to be like a whole if you'd go to like Free Republic uh where all of like the really old like worst fascist republicans were back before that was the norm in the party they would all call him barry satero it was very silly um yes and i suspect ben oh, did it in private absolutely i'm ooh i'm that's yeah. a that's a tab i'm opening for later yeah yeah keep take a look into that so the president is obvious is very excited because a bunch of people are dead so he gets to give a uh, a speech he's wearing a windbreaker instead Again, of a suit I, like, like george bush did which is like yeah as if it's like a ploy as opposed to like, yeah, you're heading to a disaster area. You wouldn't wear a nice suit to like an active disaster. Like it's it's one of those things like you don't even like I'm not even going to like give Bush shit for that. Like he wasn't doing it for a look. He was doing it because he was headed to a disaster area and you're going to wear right. not a fine suit not, for that. And you know, if he yeah. did wear a fine suit, he would be called like a coastal elite fancy man yes. wearing a yeah. suit to a thing he shouldn't have worn a suit to. Nonsense. Utter nonsense. <laughs> Also, Ben capitalized his windbreaker, which is weird uh, <laughs> to me. <laughs> it doesn't is... seem like a like a proper noun, but no, okay. That is weird. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm also super it. concerned about his editor. Like, I don't I, think I don't there think is one. one. I really don't think he had one. Oh, um, there's like there's God. no way there's no way he had one. Like it's a, mm-hmm. like that 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 would be I would be I would be surprised if we would there was we would have letter. to hunt his editor down. Um, yeah, with that person prejudice. should be fired. I mean, Ben should be fired. No, but out of a cannon. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. Cody, that person should be comma fired comma right <laughs> comma away comma period. M dash, but also <laughs> windbreaker. Windbreaker is not capitalized. <laughs> like, no, unless it's, never, never, uh, ever. Unless it's like the name of a boat, right? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like the brand of. Of of the windbreaker, yeah. If it's a windbreaker, is windbreaker. brand windbreaker, yes. yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. I don't know why, but that's my favorite part of this book. Yeah. Oh, uh, very cool. Um, yeah, I'm upset that the president didn't wear a suit. I guess at the thing, um, and really wants that photo op. The photo op president, Barack Obama, always came about photo ops. No presidents after him cared no. even more about that. He's the only president who like who like got his picture taken ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It never happened again. That was the single time that it occurred, and they would never again like create events just to just to have these sort of photo opportunities. Yeah, never. Uh, yeah, he would never like have people tear gassed in order to take a picture with the Bible, right? Like that would be bad. That's that's ridiculous, Robert. Yeah, that's like you should be you should be writing fiction. Huh? That's an Obama right? thing. Yeah. yeah, classic Obama so, stuff. 
<sighs> yeah. Uh, the president gives a speech. All right, I'm going to read a speech. My fellow Americans, he said, we've experienced the greatest single attack on American soil in our history. Two days ago, we lost thousands of American lives, men, women, children. But let our enemies hear this. We remain strong. We remain unbowed. We remain unbroken, unwavering, unshaken. We stand together, and our unity is our power. Today, our enemies rejoice in our tragedy. Tomorrow, they will see us rebuild from these ashes, restore what was once, uh, what once was, rebuild our America, better, stronger than it was before. They hope that their destruction would cause us to question ourselves, question our course. They hope that we would surrender our philosophy, our way of life. They were wrong. Yada yada. This is a, a boring, boring speech that speech, doesn't seem like... very. It's yeah. Yeah, like, why even write all this out if it's also okay? So, because right, it's not even saying anything about him, this president, no. or, or like anything. It's just like, the, yeah, the basic president shit. Like, okay, okay. So he's he's giving his speech and he's about to hit the big moment that he's been excited for, and then someone in the crowd screams, "You did this!" Prescott was momentarily startled. Then he began. In times of grief, we do not walk alone. Yada yada. He continues. Then someone interrupts again and yells, "You did this, Mister President!" Uh, <laughs> and suddenly. Yeah, he sees a lone protester. It was a woman, overweight, wearing fa- faded jeans and a t-shirt with holes in it. Her hair hair cropped short. You did this, Mr. President. My he- husband is at the bottom of this river because of you, Mr. President. So, yeah, he gets uh, he gets distracted from this. He tries to continue his speech. She says she owes him all answers. Doesn't really, not really clear why it would be the president's fault. I guess because he 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 pulled out of Afghanistan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've been wondering what they're yeah. saying about what he did, other than just like be the president while this happened. Yeah. Um. It, or like, is it just like it seems to also just be another like the that uh guy who shouted liar during the State of the Union at Obama, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It seems like that's what he's doing. Yeah. Uh. So he lets the woman speak, being the monster that he is, and she's she's <laughs> very grief stricken. And she talks about her husband, who, of course, served in Vietnam and then was a bus driver, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> he just oh, God, gone. he's doing the Obama thing again. OK, so she asks him, uh, how can you keep us safe? She stared at him, eyes glowing. And then he suddenly saw a way forward. He leaned forward, let a tear roll down his cheek and <gasps> hugged her. She tried to pull away initially. He held her tighter. Finally, he felt her sob against his chest. The tension go out of her body. The cameras flashed around him. The moment. Time stood still. This was the image he'd been seeking ever since his election. Compassionate, caring. Str- yeah, he, he does it a second He's, time. You already did, <laughs> Because ben. all of all of the villains in this are Barack Obama. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's what's becoming clear <laughs> is that Ben wrote a book with multiple bad guys, and all of them are Obama. <laughs> they're all Obama. Oh my god! And like the uh, worst thing about they're all Obama, and the bad thing about them is that they cry. Yeah, yeah, they let out a single tear. Um, I cannot believe he did that again with a different person, so close to the other time. It has not been that long. Like at least spread them out. You know, wait a couple of chapters. Don't I? Uh, I would have forgot. We would we would have forgotten about it. Yeah, because there's so much terrible shit going exactly. on. Just like spread it out, man. Uh. Yeah, and then this president, who is again a monster, admits that uh, he and the government made mistakes. Weak, weak. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. Um, he says that like also some of the mistakes were that we struck out an aggression in the Middle East, which like inspired more anger against us and maybe helped make the attack. We go to war to protect ourselves, but we end up weakening ourselves. An objectively true statement. To, what? <laughs> I just, uh, like, ben. ben, you keep making amazing even, points. <laughs> even the guy you've said you're going to vote for in 2020 for president, Donald J. Trump, says that we weakened ourselves by invading Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Part of why he got elected. That's, it's such it's such simple shit. It's it's amazing, really. Like I love everything that happens in the world. Um, it's so good, Ben. Keep writing, so Ben. Write another book, but he make says it a fiction book yeah, so I can read it. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna. We're America's gonna rebuild. We're gonna raise this bridge again. Evil, we're not gonna be hampered evil, by the past. Evil. Our swords will be beaten into plow plowshares. He motioned over to the thousands of American troops now working along the shoreline. Our bravest and finest men will be put to work rebuilding. No more nation building abroad. Thousands upon thousands of those men and women are coming home to New- coming to New York to rebuild, to revitalize. It's time to build ourselves up here at home. What a horrible thing! I am. This is. 
it's just this is beautiful art i can't even yeah yes ben good idea yeah good idea yes bring them the worst thing we could do is stop fucking around in other countries with our army and instead use them to i don't know fix the bridges that are falling Fix things and create stuff for for each other like yeah what is what i what is the problem he just wants revenge it's just weird revenge shit he wants to like uh it's weird revenge shit. It's also like weirdly, I, I also think he's making attacks at FDR here for like the Works Project Progress Administration. Oh, for sure. The Nazi yeah. stuff. Which, from you earlier. know, one of the best things the government ever did was be like, what if we what if we took all these starving people and gave them jobs to make parks and roads and shit that Disgusting. will be usable Disgusting. by all Americans? <laughs> no. No, yes. thank you. Make parks and stuff that people still camp in every single day. <laughs> It's called tyranny. Seventy Robert, or eighty years right, later, it's look a, it yeah, up. it's amazing. Um, yeah, safety does not come through the fear of a gun or the height of our walls. Safety comes from love. Yes, love for each other. Again, this is the bad guy. It's um, just, awesome. Like when, like I'm like I really, I know it's not going to happen because, of course, it's not because I, I know who wrote this, but mm-hmm. like I'm waiting for like the actual evil thing. Right, like, what's the thing that he does where any where a normal person would read this and go, "Oh, that's a villain"? Because, like, you did like that's like a thing you would do in like a good thing is have this characters like, "Oh, they seem like pretty good actually," Uh, Mm -hmm. and then like, "Oh, they turn they the reveal that here's what they're actually about." He's going to like embezzle all of this money or something from his his program and whatnot, like. But no, right, he something. he wants to build bridge. He wants to use U.S. troops to like improve infrastructure at home and not waste money in foreign wars. Thus, making him the devil. <laughs> it really, it really doesn't seem like there's going to be a turn. It seems like this is what we get. Like, what chapter is this? I think there's going to be a very sudden turn that makes no sense. But we are like two thirds of the way through the book at this point. Oh, okay. So the the end of the book, there'll be like, I'm I actually want to do the genocides or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm here to kill all white people or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, great. So yeah, the president. Uh, the cut, next scene is the president relaxing in his hotel room, watching TV. Uh, the coverage was nearly universally ecstatic. The one guest commentator on Fox News had the gall to ask whether the president had any leads on the perpetrators. Again, I, no one no one would have a problem with that question after a massive terrorist attack. Like, it would be the thing we'd be talking about. Yeah. Ben famously hates presidents that spend all their time watching Fox News. Yes. My God. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So the president's concern or the president's aide is concerned that Brett Hawthorne is in New York. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. The president's like, why should I care? Uh, And the aide says, well, he's digging around flight manifests and he's asking to see pictures of Arabs first. (laughs) Jesus Christ, the president (laughs) says. Racial profiling right after the love speech. And they say the media will probably figure it out pretty soon. I mean, these things have a way of leaking. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's also oh, I, like man. kudos to Ben for writing that line, which I think is actually like uh, racial profiling after the love speech. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like good. it's such a, it's so childish. What a childish way to frame it. Oh, I love it. Good. Yeah, yeah. It, it ends on the president watching his speech and like the last line from his speech: "Vengeance is God's." We know our job is to build. Again, a monster, <sighs> the literal devil. A guy who wants to rebuild bridges. He must. He must be stopped. We must. He stop must be this stopped. Monster. Pretty. If he were allowed to continue on his path of evil, eventually we would choke to death on all of the bridges. There. He. That's his evil plan. He wants to make too many bridges. He wants to drown us in bridges. Yeah. He wants to murder us in bridges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he wants to choke us in an endless river of infrastructure that allows us to safely drive without our bridges collapsing. Mm. Like tier. the devil would do. Yeah, the devil in the single tier for all the all the bridges that caused it. I can't even. Yeah. Well, Cody, we're three more <laughs> chapters in. Uh, that was three chapters. Yep. That was <laughs> like, three I can't chapters. even decide if that was too long or too short for three chapters. I feel like I've lived a thousand years. <laughs> oh, I uh, like uh, this is an eternity. We're, we're never going to leave. We're stuck here. No, this is we're life. St- we're stuck in true allegiance forever. St- we will never escape true allegiance. Mm-mm. It is. It is. 
the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And like Ben's sentences, it never it never <laughs> it ne- concludes. It never actually, comma, concludes. It never actually, comma, M dash, concludes like a sentence should do, second M dash. But because Ben doesn't like to use comma, periods, comma. <laughs> which, which would conclude that meanwhile... I can't wait until um, the president either turns uh, comically way too evil to be believable or continues down this this path of just like basic good stuff. You know what I love, Cody? What's that? The written word. I know. I know that about you. Yeah. So have your feelings on Ben's novel changed? We're now 60 percent of the way through. I it's changed in that I get more of it. Can I just say more of more of it? Yeah, my thoughts, but more. Yeah, it ebbs and flows. It's really, it's really, uh, it's really something to behold. I because yeah. you you think you think it doesn't end. You think it doesn't yeah. stop. You think like, oh, surely he can't like show his ass anymore. Surely the mask couldn't possibly slip anymore. Surely he couldn't write another just awful, awful sentence. It's amazing. I like. I want to collect and frame all of the bad sentences in this, and then send them to Ben Shapiro <laughs> via a registered courier. And like, here, here are the sentences you wrote that are not. They're not sentences, Ben. But I want to do immortalize them. <laughs> here are some not sentences for you to check out. Yeah. Fire your editor or hire an editor. Whichever one you didn't do. Yeah, hire and fire a series of editors until you get someone who's willing to tell you to use a fucking period, Ben. It's okay. That's my message at the end of this. I don't hate Ben Shapiro. I don't want ill to befall him. I want him to know that it's okay, Ben. It's okay to conclude a sentence. You can do it. You can do it. We believe in you. (laughs) End of sentence. Cody, you got any pluggables to plug? Uh, sure, why not? Um, uh, I got a YouTube uh, channel called Some More News. We got a Patreon.com slash Some More News and a podcast called Even More News. We also co-host a co- podcast with Robert Evans. Uh, it's called Worst Year Ever. Um, we uh, Some More News actually has a movie that we released a couple of days before you listen to this, so check that out. It's, it's mm-hmm. fun and uh, about a lot of stuff. And I don't know, uh, Dr. Mr. Cody on Twitter, all that all that jazz. You know, I, I do want to make one note before we roll out. There is some evidence that Ben Shapiro has improved in the second half of his novel, that he's learning as he's writing, Ooh. Um, which is that we went through three whole chapters and he never randomly switched from a perspective character to a completely different character in a wildly jarring transition. That is true. Uh, he is that, growing. That's you know? why he's such a skilled writer, because yeah. he does it for the first third of the book. <laughs> So then you expect it to keep happening. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, when's this going to happen? And then he doesn't do it. That's surprising. It's it a twist. You. It's a twist. Exactly. I thought you were even worse as a writer than you are, but you've gotten slightly better. Surprise! As you, as you've written your book. not the worst. Oh, it's good times for everybody. All right. Well, the episode's over. Please continue voting and or engaging in gunfights with fascist paramilitaries. Have a have a good election day. And remember, a tourniquet should be placed above the bleeding wound and then tighten it until the bleeding stops. America strong. <laughs> Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.